It's Davy, the scapegoat. When you're the best at being, being the, the worst. Hey Blair, welcome back to Davy the Scapegoat. Oh my God, it's so good to be here. It's good to see you again. And, good to uh, see you again. Th- thank you for coming. I am not one of those podcast hosts that's like, who are you? <laughs> Why are you here? What's your deal? I'm actually excited you're here. This is going to be fun. Um, do want to say out the gate, I apologize to everybody. Ooh, starting out with an apology. Yeah. What'd you do? I, uh, the last two episodes, I knew it. I knew that... There was like some sound issues happening. Mm. We were having technical difficulties. I'm not even confident that right now y'all can hear me, but it's Dobby the Scapegoat. In the last two episodes, I need to apologize because there was a high pitched sound. Mm-hmm. And I knew it. And it wasn't you. <laughs> I knew it. It wasn't me being shrill. <laughs> it wasn't just your normal talking voice. It wasn't just my normal talking voice. It wasn't just that, that sensual Muppet you know and love. It was like. A ringing sound, and um, I fucking heard it, and nobody else heard it. And then while I was editing, I heard it, and nobody else heard it. And I was like, "All right, I'm I'm gonna fucking put it out there." Because it was a great interview. I had Catherine tell oh, her yeah. Mrs. Chapin. Yeah. Mrs. Chapin brought the house down with her educator knowledge, mm-hmm. and two you know great interviews. I was like, "This is the I." I just was like, you know what it is? You know what it is? You've been gritting your teeth too much. You got that TMJ. That you stress. got that tinnitus. Mm-hmm. You got a ringing in your ears. <laughs> May, you know, maybe you've been listening to your headphones too loud while you're editing. Maybe you're just hearing shit. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But I heard it from the beginning and I was trying to fix it. Right. And nobody else did. And I was like, you got to believe in yourself. Yeah. Because I didn't. I should have trusted my intuition. People say, nah, you're just being, nah, get out of your head. You're fine. Get out of your head. Don't don't overthink it. You're being too sensitive. Every fucking time anybody has said any of those phrases, it was just them invalidating my fucking keen intuition. Like every time. And I'm talking about this in like so many ways. This is beyond the ringing that I was hearing and then a lot of like a lot of you, four four people reached out. That's probably all my listeners. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Four people reached out to say like there was a ringing, and I hate that because it's a podcast. You're supposed to be able to relax, mm-hmm. have a good time. Oh yeah, that would drive and, me nuts. Yeah, like I hate that. But it was too great of an interview with Mrs. Chapin to hey. to scrap it after what happened. So I it happens I got, to everybody, ooh. even the pros. Man, you <sighs> always got something, some kind of audio issue going on yeah. i just saw the cure a few months ago and they had like this terrible audio issue during the, during their performance you know and you thought wow this is this is the cure and did these he, guys are legends did he get you know did he sit on the floor and cry about it for a bit no but and, it like, was eat a bunch of candy and <laughs> he was already crying watch <laughs> selena for the six millionth he came, time <laughs> he came out crying that's the cure the whole show it was three hours of crying <laughs> We all cried together. We all cried. That is the cure. Yeah. Okay. So there's just, there's been a number of like technical difficulties and we even, we figured it out. Like mm-hmm. Blair, Blair and I got in here and we realized like, okay, we got cameras in here. We got lighting and that, all them cords mm-hmm. are trying to get all a up in our of, microphone yeah. cords and it makes weird sounds happen. And listen, we have learned a lot over the last year of doing this podcast because 
we suddenly became all of these things. It's like distributors, endorsers, and like video, video and editors, video and editors, and audio. I've always mm-hmm. edited audio, but like, uh, this is you know different. I always want to put out something I'm proud of. So suddenly doing all that and then becoming engineers also like that was a lot for me because I have I think there's something like maybe it's my blood type maybe it's my vibes I don't know but technology is like fuck this bitch (laughs) forever (laughs) like you know what it's like you know an animal that is just forever suspicious of me and I am I was watching alien and aliens yeah and I was like Mm -hmm. you know what this feels like sometimes just navigating a new app like, it can be so mean to me. Gremlins like, come out yes, and try little, and, and it's like... Destroy you. Yeah, and then you'll figure out one thing, and then like a littler yeah. mean thing will happen. A little little extra mouth comes out. So I'm just like, I've been having so many technology issues that I'm just like, huh. But I sat there and validated myself when I should have just, you know, you know way every- before I recorded that with Miss Chapin, which yeah. was a while back. Got it fixed. Can we, got, I say, we got our cameras fixed. We yeah, got it. Every time that you've alerted me to some sound that you've heard um, and that you've been hearing for a while, <laughs> um, it turns out to be something I wish you had told me sooner. Well, like I, the sound of a little like water spraying when you're <laughs> in the bathroom. You told me this after I found the leaky pipe underneath the house and the water bill was climbing. You're like, you know what? I had just thought it was me, but I've heard this little spraying sound that, for months. Or the, that was, the attic, okay. the, another humming fan. When the, that a, happened, a humming I told you. sound that you that you heard upstairs in the attic that turned out to be the attic fan, like at full blast, yes. 24 hours a day, but running up our electric bill. It took me a week to notice mm-hmm. that every day I was... We were going to sleep, sitting in bed at the <clears> same time, and I and I was sitting there, and I was feeling like... Not feeling vibrations, but just like I could sense that something was on in the house. It's like when you're upstairs and your TV's on, but you can still feel that the dryer's going. Mm-hmm. A little rumble. Yeah, like yeah. there's just like, so I could sense that there was new vibrations and they were near to me. So I was like, the fuck's going on? I'm hearing mm-hmm. something. So I told you. Yeah. And then I think like two days later... Brought it up again, and it turned out that... Our attic fan has a temperature knob on it. It's a very rudimentary little knob, and it was set to like 50 degrees in the middle of summer because our bug guy went up there and said it's bug guy is an exterminator. (laughs) Because our exterminator, so sorry, the guy owes me money now, so I don't care (laughs) what I call him. You know, I call him other things worse than the bug guy. He turned it down to 50 degrees in the middle of the summer, so the fan is going to be running anytime it's over 50 degrees in our attic. The fan Unbelievable. You know, I mean, look, and you said something. It's like, you know that that saying, when you see something, say something. When you hear something, say something. Well, I was just reading something because I have been called, and I'm sure people listening to this podcast have been called sensitive or overthinkers or in your head or whatever other phrasing people use to refer to you as looking for problems and being too sensitive. And every time that's happened, I've been right (laughs) about whatever the thing was. I swear to God, not one single time. So it's like (laughs) I read this post by Nate Postalfat. This shit reached out to me, okay? So highly sensitive can also be linked to highly intuitive. And let me tell you, there's a reason people don't like that about you. Sensitivity is often criticized, but it's the 
intuitive part that scares people who have stuff to hide. Mm -hmm. So I was like, man, every single time someone has said I was being too sensitive or I was overthinking it, it ended up that they were being shady as fuck. Like whatever the thing was that I was like, hey, notice this, Mm -hmm. have concerns of blank. Yeah, And I was always predicting the fucking future. So I was like, just call me the East Atlanta medium because I fucking know (laughs) everything. And next time I hear a ringing in my head, I'm not going to let my friend think that it's because her voice is so loud. Like she was, that's what was so funny. She had this anecdote about how a story from a few weekends prior, I don't even think it was like super old uh, pretty recent, but she said she was out with the family and this other family was hanging with them and mm-hmm. they were all, they all collectively had very loud voices. So she was like, the guy kept saying, is there a ringing in your ears? Is there a ringing in your ears? And she was just meaning, cause they were all so loud, yeah. it left a ringing in their ears. And I was like, instead of laughing, I was just like, but for real, that was a ringing There's in your ears. There's a ringing in the ears. <laughs> cause I had it. <laughs> And yeah. then she goes, no, that's just me being loud. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, all right, bitch, you're right. Because I was sitting there going, I can fix that for you. And I, and instead, I just was like, sure, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all that to say, follow your intuition. And again, as yeah. we say on this podcast all the time, like, listen to your gut and your bones and Not- listen to your body. And if your body is uncomfortable or your ears are ringing, it's like right. maybe there's something wrong. Well, now that we've figured out what the weird sounds are, we need to get to those weird smells you pick up now. You, you, the couple of times we've been in the living room and you're like, I smell balloons. I, I do. So we got, we got to investigate. But it was your yoga mat. It was? Yeah, oh, remember? Okay. So your yoga mat had... Uh, Combined, I guess, with your sweat, had mm-hmm. like a particularly balloony, balloony scent. smell. <laughs> so I kept, I kept, you know, you're just trying to sit there and have your coffee. But then if you think a fucking clown, just uh, if you get, if I get to smell yeah. of balloons, I'm you're like thinking there's a clown in the room. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Where is he? So I was, that's what, that's when I smell something, you know, it's the same if you smell smoke. Then you're like, where's yeah. the fire? So it's the balloons. Where's the clown? And so. I'm always going to trust you when you smell something too, because my sense of smell is is not super great. But also, mine can be kind of offensive because it's super sensitive. Very sensitive. And um, remember when I came and got you, and I was like, something died in the car. Yeah. It's it it, and my... it's been cooking on mm-hmm. the engine. It's been cooking. So you were like, "What?" And I was like, "Well, it's so bad. Like I'm gagging." And we went out there and we went and we tore the car apart. And we looked under the hood. We did everything. And then you took your gym bag. We opened the up truck. the hood. We finally just opened up the back. And there's my gym bag sitting there. And I'm like. Well, maybe this is it. You, yeah. I said, "There's the, no, it's definitely a dead animal. And then you like held it open to my face. <laughs> and I almost threw up. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. That's like the longest con. Like the, so, the meanest way to roast somebody is by like having it go on for 20 minutes. Okay. Well, just just to, to clarify for people listening, I lost my sense of smell um, before Davi and I met um, at, during a... After a uh, skateboarding accident, I fell and hit my head really, really, really hard. And some, some, for those that don't know, if you hit your head hard enough, it will sever your olfactory nerves. Yep. And happened to my uncle Bruce. You guys bonded on it. He was like, right. "It saved my marriage because he, could, he couldn't." He he said this, not me. Yeah. He was like, "I couldn't taste 
any of her food. I was lucky enough to wear <laughs> uh, the, the majority of those uh, nerve endings grew back. But with a lot of people, it's gone for good. It took about a year before I could smell anything again. And um, and I, I worked really hard at it and I used spices in the cabinet and exercised my olfactory senses to try and grow them back. Like, like oregano. A th- like a therapy. Yeah, yeah but I did not pleasant hold. Pleasant things. I didn't, you know, go stand in a public bathroom to try and. <laughs> to try, <laughs> I want to know what. To try and get that sense of smell for, <laughs> I for know excrement what back. I smell like yeah. again. So, you know, people in the van, if they if they fart and everybody's rolling the windows down, sometimes I'm like, I don't, I don't smell I don't anything. Smell anything. Yeah. So when you say you smell balloons, I just got to assume there's balloons somewhere around. If it stinks, if it stinks in the car, I believe you. I don't smell it, but I believe you. Well, like, yeah, I, that was, that is, that's very serious situation. And that's what happened. It can be a blessing in a lot of ways because Mm -hmm. yeah, now you recognize, you smell like pleasant things. I have married friends that have two separate bathrooms. That yeah. that where where he told me I have my bathroom she, w- when it's time you know yeah for the big one, for the big uh, one. and she, and, <laughs> and I was like I, that's unbelievable because I don't you know I don't as far as I know you know you got flowers coming out of your butt <laughs> thank you you know but Thanks. and I know I don't thank you. I don't I don't like really extend any kind of courtesy to you <laughs> about <laughs> about the bathroom usage. But whatever. Yeah. I'm not full of myself, but I literally don't think my shit stinks. (laughs) I can't. Medically, though. (laughs) Like, like it's it's a medical condition. It's a medical condition. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a narcissist. I've been diagnosed. (laughs) (laughs) I literally don't think my shit stinks. It's a medical condition. That's actually really freaking funny. Okay. Well, I'm very proud of you. Are you? For a lot of reasons. Okay. Because you finished your first few weeks of school, oh, that, that's and cool you too. only got one cold and one sinus infection. Uh, I did. I get sick. <laughs> it only took two weeks for those little kids to to put their germs in my in my my nose so quickly. Um, I was so sick. Had such a such a sore throat for two days, and then I fought that off, and it became a sinus infection. And it's been it's been a, it's been a, a solid ten days now. I'm on antibiotics. Trying to get rid of it before I go down to Florida next week to play a festival where we do three shows, or no, four shows in three days. Yeah. Two of them are at midnight. And I'm like, I cannot be sick for this stuff. No, you can't. You got to drink a lot of water. You got to behave yourself. You got to get through your classes this week. There's water in in here. Yeah. Ice. (laughs) There's ice in it. Yeah, you're you're better and you're going (laughs) to stay better all week. And you got two classes today or two classes this week. Mm -hmm. And we got an email from ncgal123 at Gmail. Mm -hmm. And she said... Congrats to Blair on helping kids learn through music. I love how y'all support each other. Goals. My son didn't talk when he was in daycare at all, but Mm. he really connected with music. And he just graduated high school. I don't have any advice for Blair except wash your hands a lot. (laughs) Kids are walking Petri dishes. Hope to see you on tour. Keep doing great things. Uh, <laughs> that was from Audrey. I also wanted to give a shout out to her. She told me this this other part, which I think is really awesome. She said, "P.S. I listened to you on the old show, which <laughs> shall not be named, mm-hmm. and my third eye was open, so to speak, and you helped clear things up for me in your part 
in your parting, like she noticed stuff before. Uh-huh. And yeah. then after I was gone, she was like, got it. She's like, it's so easy for me to see now. It opened my eyes to so many things. And I got out of my toxic work environment. I started giving up loyalty and I job hopped a little bit instead of just sticking in one spot. I was silly to be loyal to a company thinking I was going to be properly compensated, but they were paying new people $40,000 more than me. She said, change is hard. Uh, I got finally worked out a new work-life balance and a new job, and I don't struggle with money, and everything is great. Change is hard, but you have to keep learning new stuff anyways. No one cares about job hopping anymore, do they? Ha ha ha. Try it. (laughs) Have you ever done voiceover work? Oh, that's just sweet. Now she's just complimenting me. She would like to see me in a cartoon. I would love to see that too. I feel like the real thing is very cartoon-ish. So please come and see Blair and I at a show sometime. And uh, this is for everyone now, not just Audrey. Although I would love for you to come see us, Audrey. We are doing a Halloween show at City Winery. It's basically a live cartoon. On October 28th. And it's like a live cartoon night show. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to interview monsters. There's going to be monsters. There's going to be a goat. Gonna, that's me. That's you. You're uh, always the probably. goat. Probably. I'm going to I think I'm going to be a goat. I do not know what the band is going to be this year. You guys are just a band of demons. We were the band of demons last year. We wanted to to, to be a band of something else this time. Oh. Um the horns. The horns specifically. The yeah. horns were tough. Okay. Especially when I was taking the guitar on and off over my head. Yeah. The horns got in the way. They did, mm-hmm. and they're just plastered on, so you really can't knock them around too much. We'll I mean, figure something out. We're we're open. To, I'm open to suggestions. If any of the listeners want to suggest a a theme for the band where we all dress like, I don't know, ghouls or skeletons or. What's your favorite thing to see in abundance? I don't know. Um. I'm scared to say. Yeah. I'm, scared to, I'm scared to keep coming up with it. Titties. Titties. <laughs> we were both thinking it. I'm scared to say. A band of titties. <laughs> oh, I might still have those. Oh, maybe Sarah still has those giant boobies. That would be funny. Um. Anyway, we're having a Halloween show at City Winery. Costume contest, interviewing monsters. going to be great. If you enjoyed episode 20 of this podcast that was the live show yeah, yeah. that was the live mm-hmm. show and we're going to be doing that a, that a totally new one of those yeah totally new brand new monsters new working guests, with new people new super songs. excited new songs new fun and costume N- contest new phone and cool Who new prizes new phone <laughs> costume contest new prizes you're very distracting <laughs> but it's okay cuz i'm so proud of you Aww. because you have 17 gigs this month? 18? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot. We got I have I have an insanely busy month ahead. On top of teaching on the top kiddos. of on top, on top of going to the teaching at all three locations um of the school um twice a week. I've got a festival. I'm playing a bunch of shows there, another tour down through Florida. Um, I've gotten getting gigs now where people are hiring me just to play guitar, like not my own band, but I'm very excited. I'm glad that I'm, that I'm, uh, in the mix with some other groups that want me to come up and, and gig as a, as an instrumentalist, as yeah, a guitar player or a banjo player. Um, they trust you. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's awesome to find yeah. like, I'm getting, yeah, and the fact that you've kind of, you've, you're now officially Dipping your toe into the polka community. I got uh, polka gigs. <laughs> and I've yeah. never been more attracted to you <laughs> in my life. I'm so freaking pumped. You've started working with Matthew Kaminsky, yeah. which he is the Braves organist. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the, if you the watch, organist for the Atlanta Braves. If yeah. you ever go to Atlanta Braves game, and you can hear him on the TV too sometimes. Yeah, they, they, um, yeah. Sometimes they got the sound up just enough for you to hear the, the little tunes he's playing on the organ. And one of the last few ones still doing that at baseball games, and he's just a funny, great guy. And you and him have started playing He's More. also an incredible accordion player. So, and so he's good. Originally from Chicago. Yeah. So he has this this love of polka music from his Chicago Midwest roots. And um, every time the fall comes around, the last couple of years he's hit me up to come and play ban- banjo. For those that don't know, um, four string banjo, and particularly the kind that I play, which is a tenor banjo, kind of a rare instrument. Oh, everybody's tuning out now, aren't they? Um, me? <laughs> no, no, just, I'm just making Blair. No, no, no. I'm making sure it's. I'm still making recording. the joke because okay. I know when I start talking about banjos, I see this is like the the eyes glass you over. Know. And you, anyways, you know the difference, but this, the type of banjo that I play is perfect for jazz, old time jazz, and it's also the preferred type of banjo for polka music. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of one of the few people in town that actually play that type of banjo. So, you know, the gig is mine. It's, it's, uh, oh, yours <laughs> but Matt is mine. Like, and it's so hot right now. It's, uh, <laughs> it's so Everybody hot. wants it. It was hot like a hundred years ago. Um, <laughs> literally. But then um, Matt's an awesome accordionist, and we usually have a trumpet player or um, a clarinetist there. And they bust out the leader hose, and I don't have that yet. But I think I, I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to man up and buy some, and eventually some I can't keep showing up with my vest and tie on. If anybody out there knows someone that <laughs> can make them, or I wouldn't mind to be want... like. Okay. Authentic ones from over there. I'd, I'd like something authentic, but I'd also like something that's, yeah, I want something unique too. If I could get some Lederhosen that's like Lederhosen combined with one of those like Nashville nudie suits. You remember that beard? You know what a nudie suit is? <laughs> no. the, a, a nudie suit is like is like one of those super glittery things that like uh, um, uh, Porter uh, used to wear or like Johnny Cash might come. No, not Johnny Cash. Some of the more glitzy guys that would come out, and it's got like this, like it's a super shiny suit with all these emblems and stuff on it. Um, but, it, and but it's fringe. not nude. No, it's, it's not called like, a nudie suit because the guy that it's made it's not like it's the la- nude sparkling bodysuits that like Beyonce and Britney Spears wear. Like Britney Spears wears in the toxic. This is like country, country, um, country. Porter glam. Porter Wagner would have worn one in his in his show. Uh, it's uh, it's they called, called nudie, nudie suit. suit because the guy that made them he made them all custom made and his last name was Nudie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So all the Nashville stars in the seventies. Like we're going to this one guy that owned a store that would make you your own custom nudie suit with all this ridiculous shit. Graham Parsons of the uh, um, Flying Burrito uh, Brothers, he had his own one that had like pot leaves and pills and stuff on it because he was all into psychedelics. Cute. Anyways, if I could get a, some kind of <laughs> super flashy nudie suit crossed with lederhosen, oh. how would that? Would that be crazy? So. So do we go to Nashville or do we go to Germany? <laughs> what do we fucking do? I don't can, know. Can both y- can y'all can we do like in Shark Tank where they're like, can you guys go in on this together? Would I you just be willing to? <laughs> just spewing crap right now. I had no, I had never thought of that before. But that's you know just off the top of my head. Thought I'm if I were to get, that we could get some custom made embroidering you. with you know different things that that represent my personality. Nudie suit. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you want to be the um, Casey Musgraves of the polka community. I think I've seen Casey Musgraves in one of those suits, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but like, or the Dolly Parton, you know, just Mm -hmm. like the 
I love it. George Jones At, probably bring, had one. Yes, yeah. Bring some um bring tacky some, American some, to that some, very yeah. adorable and wholesome <laughs> German yeah. pastime. Yes. Like Oktoberfest needs to be sluttier. <laughs> like it needs <laughs> it needs to be more look at me, look at me. <laughs> look over some here. Some Nash Vegas. Yeah. In oh Bavaria. my god. I'm really excited about this actually. I'm gonna this is this and it's such a costume. You, you know, you put it out in the universe. And I know. I love happen. this. What, but back have, to you being proud about me. I'm proud of you, <laughs> just like I'm proud of all the entrepreneurs and women that are uh, craft crafty on mm. Etsy and mm -hmm. could make this for Blair right now. It doesn't have to be a custom nudie suit, but just in the style of. Mm -hmm. Please write us dobbythescapegoat at gmail.com if you want to <laughs> commission yeah. uh, flashy lederhosen. Custom lederhosen. Custom lederhosen for Blair. He's uh, built, he's long and lanky. He's built like the Slender Man. You're going to need some extra say. fabric. <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted to say was, yes, I'm proud of you because that was like a crazy summer that you went through and now you have so many things going on. And there was a time like earlier this summer where you were talking to me and your parents about just not doing music for a while. And mm -hmm. I'm like, then throw everything into this kid's project, you know? And, mm -hmm. and you did. And I was just talking about this on the last episode with Mrs. Chapin. Uh, her 2023 mantra is have a beginner's mentality. And she's like, and working with children has made that so easy mm -hmm. and just like second nature for me. So working with kids brought out more creativity in her and more positivity because they look at everything like this is awesome. Mm -hmm. They look at everything because it's brand new eyes mm -hmm. and they're just like, this is exciting. Yeah, like, You kind of go, oh, I want to bring that back into my life. Yeah. So I don't know if you've actually like felt that in your first few weeks of school working with kids because I know they're very small, but <laughs> all the more reason for, you know, like... Like a lot of kids get on an airplane and are scared and their ears are popping, but there's some kids that get on an airplane and they're like, we are being thrown mm -hmm. <laughs> through the air. Everything's exciting. Everything is cool. Look at that bug. Is that a bird? What is that? Oh my God. Everything is so cool. So I'm like working with kids more this summer, um, the kids' music projects, yeah, uh, doing shows for children, and then actually educating them and watching from the first Monday you meet with them to the following Monday when you see those same kids again mm -hmm. and they're like different like in a yeah. week like yeah I think it takes me like a year to change now but I, I'm aging it's happening mm -hmm. but like kids do so well, much in a, such a short period of time and you're already making those impressions well because I work with like such varying ages um and I there's the youngest kids it, it is like um it is the slowest burn, you know, <laughs> like to 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 go in there and to have them half of them start crying when I when I sit down with a ukulele, like they think that I'm I'm just like a bad man. Who knows what this this device is? It might be a weapon. It might be. It's a very weapon. cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute, which could be deceptive. So, so and, and with them, it's like Cat getting scratch. them getting them to to try and make a sound with it to have fun, and then to, to three weeks later. You know, most of them smiling when they see me enter the room. Like they know, they know me now. Like this is like the long con to get them to to be okay with me hanging out with them for ten minutes at a time. And then as the as as the kids get older later in the day, then it's like you better show up prepared. Yeah. You know, each each 
time I sit down with them, like I need to have something, you know, um, interesting. And 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 when I come back the next time, they're going to be like, "Did you bring that thing from last week?" Yet? Yeah. And I'm like, "No, it's something new." So and, and the ukulele needed needed some help. Mm-hmm. It's PR. Oh, its image got tainted this year thanks to uh, from Miranda Sings. Oh no, I didn't calling know that. Ballinger. Ballinger. Bell- I, I don't know. know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the lady that does Miranda Sings. I know that awful act. Yeah. Yeah. So was accused this summer of grooming kids, basically, because oh, no. there's weird text messages that have been passed around with her fans like she said weird dms to fans where it's like okay james franco did this mm-hmm. and everybody was like ew but when a woman does it it's fine it's mm-hmm. not so she got canceled and and everybody wanted her to respond to these allegations and it went on for a long time and she mm-hmm. didn't say anything and was just blocking people and uh so everybody thought it was really sketchy and then all of a sudden she released like a 13 minute YouTube video where she's playing ukulele while singing her apology mm-hmm. where um, it's a very uh, passive-aggressive apology yeah. where it's like, I'm sorry well, that Sorry I, that you felt that way. Yeah, uh, like, it's okay. very sorry. Well, I didn't so know like, about that. But no, the ukulele got like burned this year. So yeah. I, you were just like saying, sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm playing like the cutest instrument and they're looking at me like, what is that? Is that a weapon? And I'm like, it kind of became one in 2023. It's like those weird marches did for Tiki Torches back mm, in right. like 2016. Yeah. It really hurt the Tiki mm. Torch image. So ukuleles need a revamp they need a rebrand well, I've got pl- plenty of and, them here and you're helping that happen you've also done it for banjos banjos had some some bad branding in the 70s from that oh movie. from the deliverance so, yeah, yeah and you've done a really good thing for jan banjos especially like four string jazz <laughs> banjos it's all it's all it's, because of me it's all because of you you're helping <laughs> these endangered instruments <laughs> they've been hurt by it's not because of terrible people, Bella so. Fleck or the Punch Brothers or any of the great bluegrass players out there. It's hey, because man. of me. It's all you. People you like did banjo this. again. Single handedly. Well, both of your heads are involved, but you did it. <laughs> you were there. And, anyways, all that to say, I thought it was interesting that you're like, I feel better about things these mm-hmm. days. I feel better about it. And I was just thinking, I wondered, given what Mrs. Chapin was saying and how kids teach you to look at things with new eyes and beginner's mentality and it helps you to appreciate things more and it helps you to like put yourself out there more in different relationships and avenues of artistry so mm-hmm. i thought i wonder if that helped because you're in a better place so you know what it's just maybe. it's just keep keep working and keep applying yourself to something you know, even it when there was no gigs i i i I was practicing. I was playing. I wasn't just sitting around here, you know, crying. Woe is me. And and yeah, that's my thing. And now, you know, I'm getting because I've spent the last three years like really honing in on being just a guitar player. I'm getting calls to be a guitar player now. The thing that was in polka and I was in polka play. I mean, and I was always, you know, I mean, I've been playing guitar my whole freaking life. But I'm I've always been a, a singer songwriter and a front man and and all that. I've never been the guy that people just call up and say, "Hey, come play guitar with this group." I have my thing that yeah. I've developed over the over many many years, and that's what I do. But now I'm diversifying myself, and you could call me up and and have me play your blues gig, your polka gig, your wedding gig, playing pop songs, whatever. But it just as long as you keep applying yourself, even though like some sometimes you'll have these slow spells where you're not getting the work, 
it'll come back around. That's what happened with the Kids Project because the Kids Project was something that we did back in 2019. 2019 was the first album that, uh, or maybe even earlier, 2018 was the first album that I did for Captain Crimmins. And we did some um, some web episodes, these little three-minute uh, TV shows that we mm-hmm. did. And that was, yeah, that was during 2020, during uh, during lockdown. Me and you were in the garage working yeah. with puppets and putting out all this stuff. And I was pitching it to... Um, to, to streaming services. I had a meeting with Amazon. I went to Turner and we were we were sitting down with people trying to pitch this Captain Kerman's TV show to people and getting some kind of funding to produce it and it and it didn't happen. And the it kind of shut down. It kind of fizzled out. I mean, yeah, COVID happened and all that, but more than anything it just kind of fizzled out. Um, and after COVID I got back to playing with the hookers and the Captain Kerman's project just kind of went on the back burner. And, but because of all that work that we put in when we did, the school found it and said, we want to, we want to finance another record that's, that's for us. And now, Using our curriculum. and not only that, it's led to having this, this part-time teaching position. So yeah. all that work wasn't for, wasn't for nothing, even not though it didn't all. turn out, even though it didn't turn out the way that I had envisioned, um, it, because of, but the, it's kind of neat to turn like three goofy things into money in the long run like uh, you know i i flash in a pan yeah. doing stand-up on a huge radio show selling out venues and doing it for people that just knew me from that thing mm-hmm. but what has been way more rewarding is in recent months like and this is just very recent months where people are going be on my show mm-hmm. hey you be on my show like inviting me and it's and that's more rewarding because there's people don't know who i am so mm-hmm. they're not like I actually have to work harder for it, so right. it's fashioning me into a better performer. Yeah, oh, it's been very nerve wracking, and mm. sometimes it's like. But you've handled it's it so well. Cold. It's you've like, handled it so well. And, it, and you know, one particular venue is so big and awesome, and the ceilings are so high, you can't fucking hear was... the laughter, and it was making me insane. And I, I'd be like, it, I can see your faces. I can see you laughing, mm-hmm. yeah. but I can't hear it. It's fucking with my head. And I was like, I need the validation like of the mm-hmm. audio. It's so fucking weird because it's like, have you ever watched a sitcom with no laugh track? Yeah. It's like everything's <laughs> more sucks. aggressive and murdery. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck did Chandler just say? Is he going to wear her skin? You know, like everything is mm-hmm. somehow creepier. So I was just like, can you hear y'all? And they're like nodding. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't hear you all. And it, And then they were like, boisterously laugh. I was like, can everybody laugh like an old timey judge? Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So people were doing it and that was fun. And I was just like, cool, great. You guys are freaking me out. That kind of shit where at first you're you feel like you're bombing and mm-hmm. then I just start being vulnerable. Yeah. And then they're like, that's funny. Well you know, so I'm like, okay, I'm I'm learning how to work instead of just busting out here and be like, it's me. Yeah. Like it it has been way more rewarding to try these different rooms and these different totally different crowds and like I from one say to the next i'm really Super proud diverse. of really really proud of you for the way you've the way that you've handled that um because i told you I'm freaking out man i mean i'm, <laughs> I'm not I, and i don't want anybody to think of an asshole but i had told you a couple of times when you were playing those rooms full of full of listeners from the old you, show i yeah, was like you don't knew. know you do just i was like you just have no idea what it's like to show up 
in a town you've never been to and play for like a room of 10 people yeah. that don't give a shit about yeah. you. I was like, you got it good. And, like, and you still have it. You still have it good. Uh, but uh, you know. people are already <laughs> a little aware of me, that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. But upon first meeting, <laughs> annoying. I get it. So it's like now people that have no knowledge, have never heard a podcast or a joke at all. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so I got to figure out what is that solid fucking 90 seconds right out the gate that is going to get them to figure it all mm-hmm. out and in, and also enjoy it and be hooked yeah yeah and but you know cuz i think when i was on the radio i really appreciated and leaned into the fact that hey even if you fucking hate me you're going to go and engage with something mm-hmm. on social media so like 50% of my comments might be I fucking love her. She's so funny. And the other 50% are like, I wish someone would throw her off a cruise ship. <laughs> like, like, I've never wanted to punch some, nobody's had a more punchable face. Like, in my, so I understand. And I, I just have to say thanks for the engagement because that, yeah, that right. also boosts it, it back into the newsfeed. Yeah. So I'm like, if I very passionately lean into on a radio show, that we all owe Tanya Harding an apology. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are going to be angry. And then a lot of people are going to go, this bitch is funny. Mm-hmm. Like she knows what she's doing. And being annoying on purpose can be funny. Sure. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like that girl's podcast that is everywhere on Twitter. <laughs> and she will not get Gilbert out of my Godfrey, face. Gilbert yeah. Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey, man. A made a whole career yeah. out of it. So if you, can fi- if you can figure it out and be okay with it, that's great. Yeah. And it's easier when you're working with the internets. Mm-hmm. If you're trying, if you, you know, being annoying on TikTok. I've got a friend that does makeup tutorials on TikTok. And she's like, every single time I do one. I lick the glue stick. Mm-hmm. So she glues, you glue down your eyebrows yeah. to like kind of plaster over like top a, and she does some like really elaborate kids, stuff. Like Elmer it's an stick. Elmer's yeah. glue stick and she uses that to to flatten out and make like yeah. a skin and then she can draw on new eyebrows. Yeah. And it's all very fascinating. Check her out, Mackenzie Arrington on TikTok. She gave me one of her little tricks and I was like, hey, it fucking works. But she licks the glue stick mm-hmm. before she starts. So at some point in the video, she's always going to lick a glue she's stick. Doing that. And people get so upset about it. Right. They leave comments about how upsetting it was. And then her shit is on everyone's For You page right. because it gets boosted into wow. it. And she's like, so I just always have to do that knowing that there's going to be like... Don't hate a, the player, few, hate the game, yeah, man, because that is so dumb. <laughs> it is silly. But it's working but for... y'all are the ones that are triggered yeah. and it fucking works <laughs> and we love you for it. Like, please keep <sighs> being annoyed by these things. And I'm starting to wonder... All of these videos I see on TikTok where these people won't put fucking batteries in their smoke. <laughs> right. It's, and you hear. Uh, and I'm like, change. oh, is that You why? hear that little chirping yes, sound in the background? God, it drives me nuts. And they don't seem to they hear it. They don't hear it. Some so people don't hear it. So then I'm commenting, don't you hear it? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's like, calm down, grandma. And oh I'm like, wait, can Gen Z not okay. hear the smoke alarm? Oh my God. So this, this, I have a story now that relates, that relates to this that I'm a little embarrassed about, but, but as far as social media engagement, yeah. I'm Maddie Matheson is the celebrity chef, the, the big guy that was on the bear that I oh, told yeah. is my, he's my boy. This commercial won't stop playing. I like I I love the guy. I loved him when he had his own cooking show on Vice. I follow him on on Instagram and Facebook. He posted a video making uh, chicken fried steak, 
and he put brown gravy on it. And uh, so this is a debate here, but um, but I'm telling you, it's true. Chicken fried steak it's is like with white is white gravy. Country fried steak has brown gravy. There you go. So I said this. <laughs> you commented. I commented. You did. <laughs> I commented. I said brown gravy equals country fried, and I got people arguing with me over oh, arguing with me over gravy. <laughs> And where are they at? Canada? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, that's know. where he's from. He's from Stop Toronto. It. He's from Toronto. They don't know flavor. So, so I like, and they're like, country gravy is is white. And I'm like, I listen. I'm not. T- I'm not trying to argue with you about the difference between gravies by themselves. But it, when you put the gravy on the chicken fry on the steak, it makes it chicken fried steak when it's white, and it makes it country fried when it's brown. Because of this back and forth argument, I now just got my badge as a top contributor to the Maddie Mathis. <laughs> <laughs> So, so maybe that fucking Canuck knew the whole time what he was doing. doing. He's like, I'm going to drive America into a tailspin by calling this chicken fried steak when it's country fried steak. He knew exactly what he was doing. Maddie. Yep. Maddie. Genius. Genius, Maddie. And and you got all up in that comment. You got my engagement, man. I will argue about food. You triggered Blair with gravy. I will argue about food with anybody. How dare you? Listen, I probably would have gone, that's not right. And I know nothing about food. Like, I know nothing. I just would have been like, that's not right, but not the confidence to comment it. But you know food. And the food. And this, okay, but... This Canadians, is the thing. Canadians put gravy on fries and they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. So how can he do that? I'm not going to tell him how, how to make poutine. You know, I'll, I'll yeah. take his word on that. Yeah. But, you can put it on a potato all day, but when you put it on, is it chicken or steak? I, I'm getting confused. What? It's the steak, right? Steak. Okay. Yeah. Chicken fried steak. Chicken fried steak or country fried steak or but it's country chick- fried chicken Why? or chicken fried chicken. Hold on. Explain. Yeah, Hold what? on. Why? Mm-hmm. It is steak. It's steak. You pound Why it. Why do they call it chicken fried steak? Because it's it's fried like a ch- like you would fry a chicken. You deep fry it. They just call it fried steak. Well, it it, it is it is both of them are fried steak. One of them. <laughs> one of them you say chicken fried. One steak, of them you call chicken like, fried because you put white gravy on it. That's maybe something that you would serve with chicken. I feel like I'm having a chicken the, of the sea moment. Is this? chicken or fish no, that it's, I'm eating. No, it's Is confusing it and it's stupid and, and it's one of those things like when, when it comes to food, uh, I want to know why things are named the, the way yeah. that they are because there's country fried and there's chicken fried and, and, and I always wanted to know why they called it chicken fried chicken. That made no sense to me. I've seen that on so many menus so you and do, always... You do your research and then you never know. knew what I was getting. Yeah. Like I've always looked at it and been like, I'm going to order that one and this time I'm going to take a snapshot in my memory and I'm going to remember what it's the fuck a, I'm getting and it's then I, it's thing. never what I think it is. That okay. That makes a lot. The so country fried steak country is big, big in Texas. You go to a, a Texas Roadhouse or Logan's or whatever. That Texas, the country fried steak or the chicken fried steak. Okay. Well, anyways, to get us back to what were we talking about? Just doing things on the internet to we create talking, engagement and be like. Crazy, we were but, uh, we were kind of commiserating on the the uh, the gigging industry, which you have now been a part of yeah. for for a year, and now you understand. How saying comp- I, the, yeah. the roller coaster. I can't just walk out and be myself. I got to warm them up to me. The roller coaster of, of not of not having myself. work, having feast or famine work. Yeah. You know, one minute you've got all the endorsements for, for, a, for a month. You've got all the gigs. Everything's coming in. And then, bam, it hits you. You're like, wow, next month is super, super slow. Yeah. So you don't have that. 
it's kind that of, steadiness, that steadiness in your life. You've had a crazy year. We both have, and we've learned a lot. And I've just been really like impressed with you. And uh, I know. Well, I've been impressed with you too because uh, I mean, you're talking about you being back in the freelance world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when when you when you work the way you, I do as a musician or the way that you are now, um, there's always something to do. Yeah. There's um, and people. People like you, you were saying earlier, will will ask you like, so what are you, what are you doing? Like, what are you, what's your day to day? Like, people thought that you got off work at ten o'clock and you needed nothing yeah. else, but you were constantly and constantly working. Now you, you're still constantly working, and there's always something to do. Even when you're taking that time off, you know that there's something else that you could be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, but you have so to you just feel bad. <laughs> so, but you can't, you can't allow yourself to yeah. feel bad. Like you need to be, you need to say, okay, I put in. As, as many hours as as I can t- mm-hmm. today, I really need to. I really need to stop. It's five o'clock. I'm gonna make some tacos and hang out with with my wife and enjoy a, um, a Saturday night because that's that's what's gonna keep you from burning yourself out. Yeah. But I do. I'm I fall victim to that idea of constantly thinking what needs to happen next. And now that you're doing what you do, I. I, I push it onto you, you know, it leaks out onto you. And when I'm thinking about all the things that I have to do and all the things that are, that I could be working on, it extends into your world too. Um, and that's when I come in and I'm like, so did, you know, did you do the podcast? Are you editing right now? Mm-hmm. Do you, we need to send out, we need to send this and this out. Did you follow up with so-and-so? And for that, I, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, and that, and that definitely happened from the beginning with that photo shoot where I was like, well, I know what Davi needs. You're, you're, I know exactly what she needs to do. You manage me in stand-up, like, so welcome. then when I wasn't in radio anymore, you were like, okay. Like, welcome <laughs> I'm to, your manager Welcome to freelance, free, freelance business. Welcome mm-hmm. to gigging. You know, like you're your own boss, and and know, I was I'm like, "Welcome keep... to depression." And you're like, and you're <laughs> "Welcome like... to watching Ally McBeal." And you um... let me, you you <laughs> let me do that for a while. At one point, you were like, "Blair, I need you to fuck off and let me be depressed for like two two weeks." And I'm like, "You know what? Fine." Give me a couple of weeks. I said two weeks. I said two weeks. You got it. It might I'll have be back. into two months, I, but I, was I like, will be back. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of give and take. I hate to be one of those people where it's like marriage isn't hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing. Like some people are constantly like back and forth with their relationships and they're like, it's so, so hard and this is so normal. And I'm like, I don't know if all that is. Well, I want to be honest. I mean, when you had the, the, the corporate gig, when you had the corporate job, there was part of that routine that you had that that. I took comfort in, you know? Yeah. And not just because you had steady income and all that, but just because I knew that I knew what was going to happen Monday through Friday. I knew I knew what to expect on the weekends too. Like I don't have that kind of routine. For me it's like okay, you're going to leave for 5 days, come back be exhausted as hell and yeah. then maybe take maybe you have a couple of days off and start something else, a totally different project, what you know, and and so I I took comfort in your routine when you had it. So when you left that job, I think I scatter to try and find us some sort of routine here at the here at the house. Yeah. You know, whether it's whether it's like okay, lunchtime. You know, it's 12 o'clock time to eat and then and then we'll walk the dogs afterwards and then you know, what what are you doing after that? What what else, what else do you have planned because there's always there always needs to be something. Yeah. 
I'm always on like, the what, agenda. What are you What are you doing? I'll do that with you. <laughs> not, your, not your language classes. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to those from afar and giggle when I hear funny stuff. Like that time, you you were like, "Come on, city, say." Uh, afraid of heights. Power like, di alto. Oh, And then, yeah, she sí. corrected you, whatever, and you were like, that means I respect I heights. Have respect I have for much heights. respect for heights. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, see, sí. and I thought that was so cute because it's like, this isn't a failing in me. This isn't a flaw of mine. I'm not afraid of heights. I'm very respectful. Yeah, I'm just of them. very respectful. <laughs> this of them. is not. This is not a vulnerability or a weakness at <laughs> by any means. I am just so damn respectful. Of <laughs> and they can get the fuck away from me. I'm so respectful of them. Um, I, that was pretty precious. Anyways, yes, I'm very proud of you. So I will end this podcast by again telling everybody to check out Captain Crimmins on Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite music. Look it up. Support this guy. Support the captain. And uh, yes, you are still teaching kids. All aboard. All aboard. You're going to be doing that a couple classes, two, two, two days a week of classes. Mm-hmm. Plus, you've got a buttload of gigs this month, like yeah. the Halloween one on 10-28, on October 28th at then, City uh, Winery. We're supposed to be... Captain Crimson is going to be playing at the zoo this next month, too. Oh, cool. Boo at the zoo. Boo at the zoo. Check yeah. him out. That's going to be fun. I need to post that. I did check our scapegoat email. So if you go to davicrimmons.com slash contact or davithescapegoat.com, mm-hmm. you can um, send us a message or email us davithescapegoat at gmail.com. I got all kinds of different ways you can get a hold of me. You can reach out to us. Give us uh, your drama, your, I don't know, advice. Uh, let us know if there's a ringing in your ears on the freaking <laughs> podcast. Is it, I will fix it for you because I hate that and I'm so sorry. I need your help. Um, yeah, whatever drama, life advice, life lessons you can teach us if you need advice about what you're going through or you got a toxic workplace you want to tell us about, just send it to us, dobbycrimmons.com slash contact. We also solicited a couple weeks ago for people that are parents or educators to give Captain Crimmins in his new teaching career, some advice. So I got an email from Carol. Carol Kamek, I believe, is how you pronounce hey, Carol. that? Mr. Is, C's listening to you. Mr. C is here. He is uh, stopped by on the riverboat. He pulled the boat up yeah. to the shore of our yard <laughs> yeah. here in Atlanta. And now we're going to read this email from Carol. It says, love you and your podcast. Advice for Captain Crimmins is the subject. So here we go. This is going to be chock full of advice for you on dealing with the kids. Now, the one advice you got earlier was they're all Petri dishes. Wash your hands a lot. You already learned that lesson real quick. Yeah. Despite washing your hands so, so much. I learned that. You still learned the hard way. And it's not over. Okay. So Carol says, first of all, love you both. Absolutely love you both. I wanted to make sure I got that in there. Absolutely. All the way. 100%. She (laughs) says, I remember intern Davi. And being used for her wedding planning obstacle stories, and you guys were always the most relatable on the program that shall not be named. It was, it's great to see you shine on your own. And for Captain Crimmins, I do not have the musical fortitude and expansive knowledge that you do. I do have the early childhood experience. My day job is an early interventionist working with children with developmental delays from birth to six years old. For three years... I was a Zimbini instructor. That what? is that a thing? Zimbini? Does that mean Zumba? Is that it sounds... baby Zumba? Maybe it's baby. Oh, that's adorable. Stop it. And the only program to combine early childhood development with the magical joy of Zumba fitness. 
That's so cute. That is so cute. That's so cute. Why? All right. So yeah, she says. She said for three years she did that as a in a fifty minute format, uh-huh. and it was organized chaos with children and their parents until four years old. And she said, if the school lets you advertise selling your music, you should do so. With the music for what I taught, I encouraged the families to play the music in their car and around the house so they could get used to it. Mm-hmm. This helps the, this helps these songs to become familiar, and then the children will get more out of the lessons because. I mean, I, I, when I look around at a concert and I know all the words and so does somebody else, that's always fun. Yeah. It's like, oh, I did my fucking research and somebody sure. else here is a nerd about this too. I love it. And we have that connection now. So um, the more exposure to the music, the better. She said, now to the advice. Modeling, modeling, modeling. So do you have your modeling poses? Modeling, Mo- modeling, modeling. No. Modeling. <laughs> she says, it sounds like you're picking up on this already. Let them experience what you're doing. Explain a basic principle. Perform it in a little section that models that principle and then have them do it. You know? Yeah. So like what we talked about in the last episode, you're already, you know, showcasing these these lessons That's, and yeah. the, these efforts. So she's just saying, modeling, 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 you're doing great. Uh use an original welcome and exit song, like maybe some little way to get in and out of the class each time. Because mm. this has always helped to get my kids ready to learn. Oh. I like like in a quick idea. little mindset at the front end, and then they'll know when it when they're ready to transition out, you know. And it's and it like we're talking about routine is nice. Yeah, consistency is nice. Being you know reliable is nice. Setting the vibe with a beginning song yeah. and then bookending the whole lesson with a song to get them out, so they know like now I can be silly. I don't hmm. have to sit still anymore, kind of thing. Um, That's a great idea. Thank you. Even if they're crawling around, they're passively taking in what you're singing and doing. Because I think you were like, man, these are little kids. Mm -hmm. Like little. So what are they really retaining? A lot. Movement songs are great. Kids love going fast and then they love slowing down. Mm -hmm. They love being loud and then they love being really soft. They love being silly and then they love holding still and freezing. So these were always fun ones for all ages, for the older kids pointing to a different body part, moving and sounding like different animals, hop like a bunny, make an elephant sound, making the faces of different emotions were always a big hit too. That's basically what I did in clown class. That's good. Different emotions. I like that. Vocally for the littlest guys, sometimes it's better not to use words but basic sounds. So the banjo goes mm. pluck, pluck. Mm-hmm. Sing the song for a few counts. Think like row, row, row your boat. Repetition helps. So the drum goes bump, 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 mm-hmm. you know, instead yep. of like whatever note it is, it's just like, it's bump, bump, bump. It's like old McDonald, like what you did. I'm not sure if this translates through text. I think it does. You're doing yeah. great, Carol. Yeah, this You're crushing stuff. it, Carol. Play the relaxation song right before you do your goodbye song to help it be a little easier for the teachers to bring them back down. Yeah, so she's like, before you send them away, mm-hmm. you don't want to be the grandparent that gave them all the candy. Oh, okay. Or maybe you do. I don't I, know. <laughs> I I have them so riled up when I leave. It's, 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 it's so a pun, up. It's a pun. The moment the moment I start I start losing c- complete control is when I'm like, bye. Everybody. <laughs> they come after you. <laughs> and she says. It is so great that you have moved to tactile education. Experiencing Mm -hmm. instruments through touch and exploration is an amazing benefit to children. I wish you guys 
we're closer and I would give you my instrument bag. <laughs> like, so we're far, we're far away. We have a lot we of instruments. So many instruments. Um, yeah. We have didgeridoos. We have a whole, like every note on a Tomorrow, xylophone. I'm going to bring the washboard. In the pandemic, I got really, like I bought all those xylophones, remember? Mm-hmm. And I forgot about them yeah. until a couple weeks ago. And I was like, hey, you should take these to school. And you were like, we have those? <laughs> I didn't yeah, know I fucking went nuts one year and just got a bunch of crap. Um, we have a nose flute. We have a melodica, and you have so many. We've gone over this. Okay, so you keep your instrument bag, Carol, and we're just going to start a uh, long-distance band, okay? <laughs> um, she's saying make an, or make an instrument bag for mm-hmm. your students. Yeah. Make sure it's basic ones that your little friends can put their mouths on and not uh, swallow anything by accident, yeah. but also we're trying not to do that these days. Nothing with mouthpieces. We're going to rule that one out. Mm-hmm. The, the, um, the hand pan... Has been a hit. Hand pan was cool. Yeah. I, I suddenly got really obsessed with those. Um, look up some Instagram videos. It's like musical, just relaxation. And people that watch ASMR, you're going to love the hand pan. Uh, so I got, I really <laughs> wanted one. And then Blair was like, I could use that for class. So mm-hmm. that's how my anniversary present turned into an investment for right, your business. Your anniversary <laughs> present. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, it's, and it was a hit. They loved it. So yeah. just, and that's great because it's just hands and you can easily sanitize or they can use the little like sticks to hit it and it's still really pretty. So nothing with mouths though. <laughs> um, sanitize in between does get hectic. I would bring it out towards the end when they're losing interest and just mm-hmm. play a song while they get to explore. Yep. That, that reels them back in. Uh, if you had a song that would help with cleaning up, or preparing to leave, mm-hmm. that helps. I don't teach my classes anymore because my little monster is six and is more into running around, dancing, and singing and taking up all my time. If you come to Charleston anytime soon, let me know. I would love to get you some basic percussion instruments for you to brainstorm with. Good luck. In the next few weeks, you will see those kids pick up your routine and your sound. It's going to be great. Thank you, Carol. Thanks, Carol. That was really sweet. And yeah. it's already happening. Like yeah. we've, we've seen some cool stuff. You had a whole like impromptu old McDonald's sing-along where you did... The cow noises yep. and the duck noises, and then they you started taking requests, right? And, and they, they demanded said, Elsa. Elsa. Now next, Elsa. And they said, Old MacDonald <laughs> had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. and on this farm he had an Elsa, E-I-E-I-O. with let it go here and a let it go there, here let it go, here let it go, everybody let it go. And then Batman. the next one, yeah, the guy's With like, a, I'm Batman here, and, <laughs> and I'm Batman, Batman there. there. <laughs> I'm Batman here. And they loved it. Yeah. So much. And then some kid yelled out, Now do the Flash. Now do the Flash. Yeah. And when you told me this story, I said, The fuck does the Flash say? <laughs> the flash goes, <laughs> Yeah. So you said, Old McDonald had a farm, yeah, you know. And on this farm, he had the, the flash. flash. And then you just ran away. With, <laughs> like, and then I said, With a. And then and I you just ran. Just took off. And <laughs> took I ran out running, of the classroom. <laughs> ran out of the classroom. And then they thought that was a game. So epic, they started chasing epic me. Epic finish. But they did try and chase me out of the classroom. And the teachers were like, stop them. Stop running. <laughs> stop stop running. And they're like, like, they didn't get the joke. Well, that's too joke. bad because that was funny. This is my epic exit. It was so, so cute. Because it's immediately so, oh, crap. What does the flash say? You're like, I got it. Wait. I got it. Just wait. It was brilliant. It was, that was pretty cute. That made me so happy. So it sounds like you're having fun with them and they're already learning from you. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was a great email. Thank you, Carol. Any other educators or parents have advice for Captain Crimmins? 
Go to DobbyCrones.com slash contact. hear it. We would love to hear it. Take all I could get. Yes. Thank you for listening to Dobby the Scapegoat. And please keep hanging out and subscribe to our members-only material wherever you see it popping up. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep saying it like you that. You could find you could find Dobby Plus on. You can find Spotify. Dobby Scapegoat Plus on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And we are working on Apple mm-hmm. right now. And this is uh, another fan club in combination with mm-hmm. our Glow FM fan club. So if you're a member of the Glow FM fan club and you're already enjoying all your audio and all of these things, yep. and you're happy. Then, cool. then, then don't do nothing. Don't do we'll nothing. We'll keep sending you those yeah. emails with the bonus bonus footage, with the bonus video and the bonus audio. If you are, if it's not working out for you and you don't like the the format of Glow FM and you want to have the bonus content on your phone via Directly Spotify, phone, like then it. go to Spotify and search Davi Scapegoat Plus and subscribe and it's a paid subscription yeah. there. Because that is what some people did. They went to DaviCrimmins.com slash contact and instead of like drama or advice, they were like, hey. I really want to listen in my car. Mm-hmm. I would love it if all of this bonus content that I'm getting, all of this exclusive content that no one else hears, I would love it if it was popping up on my phone just like the other podcasts. Yeah. So we've been working all summer to try to figure out how to get that to y'all, and I think we've just about got it figured uh, out. Yes. We, we're, so we've been Apple, doing a soft launch yes. <laughs> of said fan club, yeah. and people are already asking about it. That's very exciting. And, and we'll have it available yeah. on Apple Podcasts soon. So you will have these options for both of these fan clubs that I think it's a pretty good deal. I think it's a pretty good price if you want to do both of them. But we're going to have some yeah. fun and we're going to have some new exclusive material coming up. And if you're not a member of either of these fan clubs, you're missing out on a lot of cool shit. So get for sure. your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> get it together. Yeah. And, and you know, subscribe, become a member of Dobby the Scapegoat Plus or the Dobby the Scapegoat Glow FM fan club. We would love to have you and we have a lot of fun over here. You want some exclusive cool stuff? Also free things and um, invites to meetups. Like merch super discounts. top secret merch discounts. Mm-hmm. Um, That's Glow you FM. Know, sometimes you're going to get free tickets. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yeah, we got a whole email list of a bunch of happy fan club people and we're just trying to make them happier. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got something you want us to do? You want us to get this audio to you in your car? Check out Dobby the Scapegoat Plus. Thanks for hanging with me today, Blair. Thank you for having me. And I'm going to get you a nudie suit. All right. Nudie, <laughs> nudie leader, leader hosen. Nudie leader hosen. We're going to work <laughs> on that right now. All right. Love you. Love you too. Maybe you'll think twice before you will try to win. Hey. Who are you? Your worst nightmare. I don't know about that. I'm your dream man. Hmm. You think? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be that weird bitch that is all over Twitter oh. right now <laughs> that does no research and doesn't know who her guests are and is like, hi, Just you're ki- here at mm. my studio. But like, why? Yeah. Like, who are you? Right. I don't, I don't know anything about you. Like some people just. That show is. My people reached out to your you, and I, I'm really not sure why you're important. That show I think is funnier to watch than it is to listen to. I couldn't imagine listening to a whole 
podcast, podcast at that. <laughs> with all the, the the silence in between, you know, yeah, the awkward pauses and, was, and mouth noises. <laughs> I was like, this bitch Bobby something like came out of nowhere. I do not understand. And you said, oh yeah, I started following her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, no, no. You were like mm-hmm. a while back. Yeah, I started following her. I remember she had Shaq on, and I was like, I I thought. I don't know. I was like, oh, no, you fully followed, so you like it, because I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. All right. That was just a test. All right. I actually am excited you're here. <laughs> <laughs>